I look at the when I look at the camera, I'm like, what movie is that? Where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I smile? Do I not smile? Oh God. I know. Oh yeah. What'd you say? And like, I'm so freaked out about this. That I like forget to hear. I know, I'm like, are you done yet? As soon as y'all started talking, my nose was itching. I was like, I was like, oh my god. Oddly, just look at the plant. <laughs> yeah. Nice plant over there. <laughs> I did. I looked at these tulips. That's what I looked at. Welcome to Coming Down the Pipe, ARS Global's monthly podcast where we talk about pipeline assets, investments, pipeline construction, uh, and the market in general. Uh, we're, the, we're the midstream partner for Streamline Sourcing Solutions. Uh, today I have with me uh, Wendy and Ryan. I'll let them introduce themselves. My name is Wendy Galloway. I'm the account manager for Pipe. I, my background consists of I've worked for a pipe manufacturer and on the coding side. And I'm Ryan Piper, uh, Manager of Business Development at ARS Global, and uh, been in the pipeline industry for 10 years in the PVF and construction arenas. Great, and I'm Josh Averett, President of ARS Global. Uh, I have a background in asset recovery and dealing with the disposition of surplus assets. Uh, and today what we're going to talk about is uh, the market in general and how um, sellers of surplus material are realizing more value on the sales side and how our buyers are taking advantage of uh, the surplus market and accelerating their construction timelines and uh, reducing uh, their their cost to the bottom line of their project. So uh, let's just kind of dive right in uh, with some questions and answers. Uh, Piper, um, what projects are you seeing right now in the midstream space and uh, what forces are leading to the, the increases and decreases of those projects? So we're seeing a lot of large diameter pipeline projects, uh, primarily in um, Louisiana right now, uh, but most of them are in the Gulf Coast region. Um, a lot of the pipe that we have sold is either welded up and in the ground in Louisiana or uh, is stacked up uh, and racked there in pipe yards in Louisiana right now, uh, ready to, to go out to the right of way. So we're seeing a lot of those projects. Um, you have the Haynesville Shale that's been very active uh, in western Louisiana and eastern Texas. Uh, Permian always is, is active out in West Texas and then also the Eagleford uh, down in South Texas. So uh, Gulf Coast region's been very uh, hot recently. Great. And, and why is that? What kind of infrastructure is being developed along the Gulf Coast? So uh, mainly LNG facilities uh, to get, there's a, there's a large uh, demand right now in Europe and Asia for, for LNG. And so uh, they need that infrastructure to feed uh, gas uh, to these LNG facilities that are either existing or planned. Okay, so is this, uh, is the Gulf Coast LNG push, is that kind of a fairly new thing? Is it transitioned from, from any older models or, or uh, why all of a sudden the big, the big push for the, the LNG infrastructure? Yeah, there's been a big push, I guess, to go greener. And uh, so big push for um, hydrogen projects, carbon capture projects, uh, more efficient ways to to you know get LNG uh, to the you know other side of the world. So um, it's traditionally historically been the let's move some crude or natural gas uh, you know from point A to point B. But uh, this is hopefully uh, helping out long term. Great, great. Thanks, Ryan and uh, Wendy. When we talk about these projects, uh, one of the main concerns that I, I think everyone has post COVID 
the supply chain, right? It doesn't matter if you're buying a car, no matter if you're buying a computer, doesn't matter if you're buying pipe or valves. Tell us a little bit about how the supply chain's reacting right now and, and how it's trying to catch up. Well, I don't think it's caught up. Um, you know, post-COVID or before COVID, it was, you know, supply chain did a great job. COVID hits, people were staying home, um, pipelines weren't being built, couldn't get workers because people couldn't work. They either had COVID or companies weren't letting them go out to the fields, weren't letting people work. So a lot of pipelines were not being built. Um, COVID, uh, you know, a couple years down the pipeline, um, people started getting back to work. COVID's really not over, but as COVID became more, I guess, acceptable, people started going back to work. Operators did start buying, buying into building a pipeline. The problem with that was a lot of the steel mills were having trouble getting plate and coil. Um, a lot of the a lot of the steel was going to other manufacturers, car manufacturers, housing. Um, so they were having trouble getting inventory or product to make the inventory. Um, I think that's where we had a benefit because we had pipe on the ground uh, and were able to sell it to operators to build pipelines. Um, I would say supply chain's getting a little better, but it's still not up to where it was before COVID. Okay. Um, there's there's some numbers that uh, are also pretty interesting when it comes to hot rolled coil mm -hmm. pricing. Uh, during COVID, uh, it was around $500 a ton, and then it shot up uh, back in August, September of 2021, shot up to nearly uh, $2,000 a ton. Uh, then it took a dive um, late last year and got to roughly $600 a ton, and now we're back in the $1,200, just shy of $1,200 a ton uh, area. So. Um, I mean, important thing here is our pipe pricing has been consistent throughout this kind of roller coaster ride of, of uh, hot rolled coil uh, pricing. Sure, and that helps our that helps our clients uh, kind of navigate the volatile waters. The the project planning stage, as we all know, um, because we're all salespeople, uh, we track projects for for a really long time. It can be up to a year, two years, three years, and uh, and it's really hard as a project manager or a cost control, um, a person in the cost control group to maintain a consistent forecast on construction costs when your material your material pricing is so volatile, right? So uh, ARS really kind of helps uh, maintain a steady course throughout the, the life cycle of that project planning. And I think that's where some of our clients really, um, really benefit from that. Wendy, uh, a question for you. Um, what needs are you seeing from your clients um, in today's in today's market? I think need for the product ASAP, as soon as possible. Um, a lot of mills are booked out, so if they are able to to get a rolling um, through a mill, um, a lot of times, and, and a lot of people don't realize this. I do just because I worked at a mill. Um, they'll they'll order so much pipe. They don't they don't take into account any overage. Uh, a lot of times when the pipe gets to the right of way, it can be humped in the rail cars. It can be damaged during coating if they're trying to bend it. It can be damaged. So they need excess pipe. So I'm seeing a lot of need for excess pipe to um, I guess to attach to those projects. People that are needing you know a couple hundred feet or a th couple thousand feet. Um, but with the pipe mills booked out, I think for us, 
you know, we've got a benefit there because we do have the pipe on the ground. Um, what I've also noticed is you'll have a lot of people call for um, special wall thicknesses. And I think, um, you know, if, if, if more operators would engineer standard type walls, um, it would be easier to find the pipe. It would be more accessible. Okay. Um, so from a, from a strength and weakness, weaknesses standpoint, uh, if you're a project manager, uh, what advice would you have to, uh, <laughs> to, to someone to maybe standardize that? Um, you know, it's just think outside the box. Really think outside the box just to, to come to a solution to where if it's more standardized, the pipe's more readily available, it's easier to find, versus a more specialized wall thickness. Sure. And I think that's something that we've hinted on uh, in a previous episode, too. Um, the, the same goes for the flip side of that, right? If you're needing 20-inch standard X70 pipe, but maybe your supply chain group or your inventory group has 20-inch 429 wall. Yes. sitting sitting on the ground uh, ready to go instead of double buying that pipe it might be worth looking into a surplus option right so thinking outside the box um, and, and some adaptability is, is definitely crucial in, in this Absolutely. supply chain so um, yeah that's that's really about all we have today uh, so be sure to uh, subscribe we're on all major platforms uh, we do these episodes once a month and we're looking forward to, uh, to you tuning in on the next episode.